Okay, so we continue on lesson 14, right? On, on chapter 14. <clears throat> so some, a bit of a quick revision, right, from what pastor started last week. So, so he was asking, right, what, what in this world can we rely on with absolute confidence? Right? What can we rely on in this world with absolute confidence? Um, maybe Sing Yen? What can we rely on last week? What, do we, what can we rely on? Huh? Skip, okay. Sing in. Huh? Oh, you went here, okay. Uh, Alright. Uh, Shenray? The Bible, yes. Alright, so last week we started looking at the Bible, right? The Bible is something that we can rely on with absolute confidence, right? Everything that God's Word says in there, everything that's in there, is absolutely reliable, right? It is inspired by Him and preserved by him to, to today and we have every word right and and mark 13 right mark 13 31 we read heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away right so so god says his words will not pass away so it's something that that we can trust right and we pastor was talking about how we you know, when we read any book, when we read other textbooks, when we read everything, we must have our gut on, right? Because you're always not sure whether it's true, whether it's right. But when you read God's Word, right, that is without reservation, you can trust Him. You don't have to worry. Right? You don't have to worry about it. You just trust it. And you read everything that's what you learn from the Bible. You just take it, you learn it, and you trust in it. Right? Okay. And then we had three, we used three illustrations, right, to... to to help us understand how how the Bible is like in our lives, right? We we had it was a light, a torchlight, right? A torchlight in a dark world, right? And and it's also food, right? And if we don't eat, if we don't eat, then we grow weak, and then we grow weak, then then our walk starts to falter. So just like um, just like the pastor was saying, right? A parent will always tell a child, eat, eat, you must eat, right? If you don't eat, you grow weak. Right, so it is like food, and the last one was that it was like a guide, right? So, so it's a guide. So we must hide God's word in our heart. We memorize it, and when we memorize it, and we think about it all the time, right? Then, then only will we will it guide us, right? And when times of trouble come, when times of difficulty come, then it is a guide. It is a guide to our paths, right? So then we, all right. Then we now move. We let's turn to Second Timothy two fifteen. All right, Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Okay, shall we read Second Timothy two fifteen together? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right, so we see here, right, what God's instruction is with His Word, right? He tells us to study to show ourselves a proof unto God and, it's, and that we are workmen, right? That we need not be ashamed and we should rightly divide the Word of Truth. So we started last week on, on study, right? On the word study. Okay. What does study mean, right? Just a quick revision. What does study mean? Brenda, what does study mean from last week? Yep, sorry, louder. It says, sorry, 
Yep, to make every effort. Yes, right? So it means intensive effort, right? It's not simple, it's not, um, it's not that we just come, we just listen and learn, but we have to really study, right? To really intensive effort, right? To search, to understand, to grasp, right? To keep doing it, to pour our heart and our effort into it, right? It's, it's, it is a command as well, right? It's not an option, right? So we saw it's a command, it's not an option. We have to come and we do it all the time, right? And we also saw how it's like a sword. It's a very sharp two-edged sword, right? And it's, and it's not for head knowledge, but really for us to transform our hearts. Okay, so that was last week where we, we stopped. And this week we continue in, in, in looking at this verse, right? Which is approved unto God, right? The next part, approved unto God. So what does approved unto God mean, right? So what it means is that is that you'll get God's approval, right? God's approval, to get God's approval by studying His Word. Right? We study God's Word not to point out people's faults, not to show how smart we are, not to make us a moral person, but really that as we study His Word, then we know how to please God. And if we know how to please God, then we get His approval, right? So... So and it is pointless, right? If we study God's word and it doesn't change our lives, right? Our lives must must change. It must it must help us to 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 serve Him better, to know Him better, and as we know Him better, then we can worship Him better, and and we live our lives right in more obedience to Him. All right. So so studying God's word for some people, they say we study God's word, right? It helps us to not make wrong decisions, to stay out of trouble. These are things that will come, will come when we study God's Word. It will help us in our lives when we study God's Word. But that is not the ultimate aim. It's not just so that I know what to do, I make the right decision, I know how to act when I'm at work. These things will, will be part of it. But the ultimate aim is to please God. The ultimate aim is, is un- understanding what God wants us to do. And when we do it, then these things will naturally come as well. Right? It is to seek God's approval. Right? And the more you study God's Word, the more it also changes our lives. Right? So the Word of God is what will change us. Right? I think many of us right, will testify how God has changed, how God can use His Word, how God will use His Word to change our lives. Right? And the other thing that we learn is that, that we must learn that it's not an overnight change. Right? Studying God's Word will not change our, night over, our lives overnight. We need to slowly, it's a constant progress, a constant walk, a constant learning of His Word, right? And, and as we learn, as we, each part of our lives, we change, then we, we slowly grow and grow, and it helps us to grow, then, then, we, then we will please Him more and more as well, right? And then, you, then we have approval, approved unto God, right? So I think also, and um, the opposite is also true, right? As we study less and less of God's Word, and we have seen, right? I've heard people say as well that, that uh, God's Word doesn't work in my life, right? It doesn't help my life, right? It, it doesn't, it, it's worse. It makes my life worse, right? And when you start to question that, when you start to not uh, want to study His Word, and you think that it makes it worse, then we see, right? The, their walk starts to fall away, Life becomes harder and harder 
in, in, the, in that they have nothing to trust on, right? But like we said, God's Word is something that is, is something that you can trust wholeheartedly, right? And if we start to lose that, then you see the walk will start to fall away, right? So, so, <clears throat> that, right? so we, we look at this second part now, approved unto God. So that, that's what approved unto God is, right? So, so as we study, let us make sure that we, we are studying with the right aim, with the right understanding as well. Okay, uh, next part, all right. We will go to a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. All right? A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. All right, so this is about being able to explain our own faith. All right, so sometimes unbelievers, sometimes our children, sometimes others will ask us about Christianity, ask us about what we believe. And unless we have studied God's Word, unless we know God's Word well, is we sometimes cannot explain our own faith, right? We cannot explain uh, certain truths. We cannot explain why, why God would do this or why God would do that, right? So, so we must study, right? So then, then we need not be ashamed. We are able to explain doctrines, right? And the other, the other point about being ashamed is also not to be afraid, right? Not to be afraid of being mocked, right? When we obey God, Sometimes the world will mock us, sometimes the world may not understand why we do certain things, right? And they make fun of us, right? But, but if we know it's sinful, and all we care about is to please God, then we don't worry about what people say or what people think about us, right? And I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I remember when I was when I was um, in, at work, right, once, and I, I didn't understand this, right, and so my colleagues and my boss would always ask me, you know, on Friday or at sundowners, oh, go, come with us, go to the pub, go for a drink, right, and I feel like very ashamed, oh, okay, you know, like, I don't want them to think that there's something wrong with me, I'm a bit funny, don't want antisocial, don't, you know, don't, so I'll go with them, right, but I know I don't want to drink alcohol, so I'll go with them and I won't drink alcohol and I get a Coke, right? Then they laugh at me even more because I'm taking Coke and everyone is having a beer. So, so and, and I felt very, very shameful, right? Very ashamed of telling them, right? And then as I studied God's Word, then I realized, actually, there's nothing to be ashamed of, right? God is my, my ultimate boss is God, right? God is in control. I, if I, you know, if He says, don't go to these places, you know, it's not a good testimony, then I don't go, right? And slowly, I, I, I just tell them, right, I'm a Christian, I don't drink. Friday, you guys are going to a pub, but I have to go to church. I got a church meeting tonight. I can't, I can't, go, there. I can't go with you all. And slowly, you know, you just trust in the Lord. You say, don't worry what they think. Don't worry that, don't, no need to be ashamed, right? And, and as I go, you know, God also moves them, right? I even had one boss once, right? When they were all going, they said, don't ask Eugene, he won't go, right? And don't ask him, don't pressure him, right? He doesn't need to go, right? So, so yeah, so, so we don't need to be ashamed, right? And I think also, right, sometimes even ladies with dressing and things like that, you know, pastor has also always said that, um, you know, like weddings and all that, how we, he, um, brides in our church, you know, will make sure that they dress appropriately and all that. And even the dressmaker will laugh at them and say, huh, you want this kind of dress? It's like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. But we are not ashamed, right? And we need not be ashamed because we know we are here 
we are here to please God. And if that's our ultimate aim, we just want to please God, we want to do what is right, and we know we have God's Word, right? And God's Word is our firm foundation, then we need not be ashamed. Right? So this part is about being, about not worrying about being ashamed and being able to explain God's Word clearly. Right? So, okay, so, so we move on again to the next one, which is rightly dividing the Word of Truth. Okay, so this is talking about how, about studying of God's Word, right? And our BBK books give us a few examples of how we can study God's Word, right? So if we turn to page 154 in the old book, or 166 being in the new book, right? And the second part of the book, it says, the method of studying God's Word, right? So, so there's quite a few here listed, we'll, we'll go through it. So the first one, right? The methods of studying God's Word. So first one, daily reading, right? This is talking about our daily quiet time. So as we do our daily reading, our daily quiet time, right? We need to have a systematic reading guide, right? Um, I know down here the book says RPG, but I know pastors say use RPG always as an as a, as a addition, right? And I agree with that, right? It is an additional reading, right? It is not just our pure, pure um, uh, daily devotion, right? In our daily devotion, what we should do is you should choose a book and you go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, right? And read through consistently, right? And as we read through consistently, then, then God, God uses His Word. God uses His Word to teach us, right? Each, each day. And I think many a time, We've come to difficult times on certain days and God's Word, as we read, right, consistently, either brings back to remembrance to tell us what to do to help us and also then to remind us of, of Him and, and also then each day we learn, we, 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 it, it teaches us each day, right? So we can use RPG, we can use others as a supplement, but go through, right, each day. We set aside time, read, read. Read your Bible, pray, and, and learn and understand, right? And some of the Bible studies later that we'll talk about also help us, right? Help us in how we do our daily devotion. Okay, all right, number two, then we have Bible memorization. Right, so, so I think earlier we also said, right, to hide God's Word in, in our hearts, right? So this is Bible memorization. So, when we memorize God's Word, it helps us to hide it in our hearts, and then the Holy Spirit will use these words to help us not to sin. So, um, yeah, always very encouraged by how the children can memorize all the Bible verses, right? And how they learn, right? And sometimes my children can remember faster than me, right? And better than me. And so, so but it's good when we teach them, we also learn. We also remember the Bible verses, right? And, and for... And for all of us, right, we, we have to remember God's Word, right? Then, then, then when, yeah, when, times, when difficult times come, the Holy Spirit can use, right? I think Pastor always say, right, if we got zero, then whatever he calls zero, you get nothing, right? So, so we, must have, we must have God's Word in our hearts as well. Okay, um, number three, adult Bible classes, right? So, so 
church, right? Our church has many Bible classes, right? Sometimes we have Bible classes. Even after on Sunday, we have Bible classes. On the weekdays, we have many Bible classes, right? So avail yourself, right? Make sure we come. Make sure we come to study God's Word, right? Pastor teaches many classes, right? He goes the whole week. He's got many, many classes, right? So on our weekly, we always list out all the various Bible study classes. So please come. Please come and study. And if we don't come, we won't learn, right? And if we don't learn, then we are easily deceived. If there are wrong teachings, we hear of wrong doctrines, we are easily deceived because we don't know what the truth is, right? So, so that's why the church organizes many of these Bible classes. And, and I know Pastor Yu Jing all work very hard so that they can teach um, these Bible classes. So please come, please come and learn God's Word, all right? Okay, uh, number f- four, contact groups, right? So our church, we don't really have contact group, but I think four and five is quite similar for us, right? So we have fellowship group Friday nights, and we do, and we do DHW, Dig His Word, all right? So I think for many of us who have gone through uh, years of studying DHW, we have learned much from, from studying God's Word there. Right? It's a really good systematic study of, of a book. We've learned through, um, now we're doing Isaiah in, in Regen and Youth 180. So, and Isaiah is not an easy book, right? And without DHW, right? Sometimes you read yourself, you, you, you will struggle to understand. But when we do DHW, right? When we go through each, right? It's, it's, it really helps to understand Isaiah, right? There are many things that we would not have understood if we, you know, you just maybe gloss through, right? We talk about Places, right? Kharasith, all this. How do we know what all these places mean, right? What are the significance, right? When we study God's Word, when we do DHW, then we, then we understand. And when we understand that, then, then we, we learn more about His Word and how rich God's Word is. So, so yeah, we encourage you to come for DHW as well. And, and, and I think one of the really good things about DHW is actually the, front, the first part that we do. The topic, sentence, and practical value. Right? It helps us to really stay sharp. Stay sharp on how we study God's Word. And like I was saying, even DHW helps with our daily devotion. Right? So when we do our daily devotion, uh, you don't have to read a lot. Sometimes all you need is just a short passage. Right? And you think, what is the topic sentence and what is the practical value? You do it like you do DHW. Right? You learn it and you say, well, what, what, what is God saying in this? You know? And then that keeps you focused, that keeps you in the right context, right? And later we'll look at that as well, context, right? So it keeps you in the right understanding, the right context. You learn, you really learn, you really understand. You draw out each, each word, what, what God is saying in each part, right? And, and it really helps. So I think, yeah, DHW, come. I know it's not easy to prepare also for your DHW. Sometimes it's very busy, there's a lot of work, and, and you know, it's, but those who prepare, those who, learn, who, who do it, I think are the ones who, who learn the most from DHW, right? So, so come and join us for DHW, right? Okay, number six, fellowship groups, right? So these are, these are also our Friday night, right? Our Youth, youth 180 regen for Youth 180 for the, the students and the young, uh, young, young, um, young teens and also for regen for the working adult right so these these fellowship groups we we not organize for fun and laughter not for just coming to 
to have fun. Um, fellowship is part of it, but the focus is always around God's Word, right? So we always make sure that when we come, it is about studying God's Word. Okay, so, and, alright, number seven, right? Worship services, right? So, so the Lord's Day, right? Like today, Lord's Day. We come at the beginning of every week, right? And we come to praise God and and the study of God's Word is part of the worship, right? Often people think we come, we just sing, sing the hymns, uh, praise God, and then when pastor starts talking, then we can switch off, right? So some people think like that, or take a nap, right? So, so, so no, right? But studying of God's Word is, in fact, the time spent studying God's Word is longer than, than the rest, because God's Word is the focus, right? So God's Word must be the focus as well. So, and, and when we learn and listen to God's Word when, from the pulpit as well, then we learn, we grow, and, and then that becomes, helps us even in our worship when we sing, right? Then the, the words and all we sing, then we understand why, why we worship Him, right? So, so worship is not just about singing and praising Him, right? Word part is also very important. I think, <clears throat> I think another one here also under worship service is also, apart from Sabbath, is prayer meeting. I think prayer meeting is also a very good opportunity to come to study God's Word, right? On Tuesday night, we have prayer meetings. And, and sometimes in the middle of the week, right? It's tiring, it's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, tired from a few days' work. But we come, and when we come and we study, you know, it really refreshes us, right? And, and, and we learn a lot from, from prayer meeting messages as well. So even at prayer meeting, we don't just come and we pray and then go, right? Pastor also, and Yu Ting also preaches the word. So even here, there also God's word is, is held important, right? Okay, number eight, Bible college, right? So number eight, Bible college. So for us, Right, I think for Singapore, in Singapore, some of them can attend the Far Eastern Bible College on weeknights, but for us here, we have the online courses, right? So, I think we've just started a new term, and, um, and I think a lot of us, right, have, have, have learned through it, and it keeps us in a systematic study of His Word, right? And, and I was talking to Reverend Ku during the camp, right, and he said, Actually, he said also, uh, he, he finds that people learn more after they start to take the exam, right? We all know, he always keeps saying, right, take the exam, take the exam, right? And, and then I told him, I said, yeah, I think people scared fail or failing, right? He said, don't worry, just, just do every week, you keep consistent, and then you take the exam, he said, don't worry, it won't fail, right? So he said, just, just do it each week, and he said, try and And I guess at the end of the day, you know, it's to help us to keep consistent and study, and you learn the lessons, right? You learn the lessons from the, from, from, from the course, and, and it helps us, right, to, to keep consistent keep our consistent study, right? Without, sometimes without a bit of that pressure, we, we, we oh, wait next week, too busy, all this. But it really helps, right? I mean, even Leah and I, we, you know, someday, sometimes Sunday night, put the children to bed, and then quickly try and finish and submit, you know, sometimes with minutes to spare as well. But because it is a weekly deadline, it keeps us on track, right? If not, you say, ah, oh, never mind, too tired, you know, we'll do it another time. But, but it really helps us. With that, so so we, we, we also testify that um, 
that that um, FEBC online courses have um, have have done much to help us, right? I think also the FEBC courses for, for husbands and fathers is also a good source to help with teaching family worship, right? It's a good place where there's a lot of good material that you've learned and you can use it, right, to, to teach to teach family worship and to teach the children, right? So and and even if and and the family, right, to learn to learn the lessons that you have learned in in FEBC. So so I think it's a really rich source, source, and we should, we should yeah, endeavor to sign and do and do a do a unit for those who have never tried. You know, don't be afraid, give it a go, and 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 yeah, and and reap their benefits, right? Okay, all right. Um, okay, yep. Number nine, we have men's and ladies fellowship and Bible study groups. Yep, so, yep, we have that also next Sunday. So next Sunday, again, come and study God's Word. Um, this one, men's and ladies, is, is more aimed towards the different roles that men and women have, right, in God's kingdom, right? So God has set us different roles, different um, responsibilities in the family, different, different um, roles that we have in church. So then we, these Bible studies, are more targeted towards that, right? So we should. So next Sunday, if 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 you if you can come, come and join us also, right? And number ten, annual church camp, right? So we just finished our church camp, and so so this is also a, a very good opportunity to come and study God's word, right? It is four days of studying God's word, all day, morning to night. It's like heaven on earth, right? We always say it's like heaven on earth. Four days of just we come and and if and if you don't like it then that's then you won't like heaven very much, right? So so and and we had just had our church camp, so so I think many of us have been very refreshed from it to study God's word there and and it should be a highlight of the year for us, right? It's an opportunity to study God's word and and we really go there, we set aside, put aside all the things of the world. You know, you don't worry about it. Last time when we go out to glory, you don't even have mobile reception. Even better, right? Nothing to, no one at work can call and disturb you, right? So, but but it's still a time we set aside. So it should be a highlight of a year for us, right? We even look forward, and we even book the camps, right? Very early, so that we know the date, so that we can all set the time aside, right? Even to prepare for for camp, all right? Okay. Alright, so now we go to the next part, right, which is some suggested memory verses, right? So, so here, here in our book on page 156 in the old, and I think it's 168 in 168, 169. So these are some examples of memory verses that we can that we can learn and we can follow, right? And we can memorize them, right? And there are many others, right? From your daily devotion that you can take, from Bible studies that we can take, from prayer meeting, right? Pastor makes us also, right? We memorize these so that, so that we always have it in our, our, our hearts, right? So here are some, right? Okay, all right. If we turn to page... Um, One five seven, or 
169, right? At the bottom part, right? Shall we read together? Read, it says read and know the context, right? Let us read to the end of the Philippians 4.13, right? Just the first, first few sentences, right? Okay, are we all there? Okay, read and know the context. Memorization of God's Word out of context can be very dangerous. It may make the person apply God's Word in his life incorrectly. For example, Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Okay, yep. so this verse, right, is a verse that is often misquoted, right? Of very often used wrongly, right? So, <clears throat> sportsmen love this verse, right? I can do all things, right? I can win every, every trophy, right? I can win everything, right? I can do all tr things through Christ which strengtheneth me, right? <clears throat> but we know, right, if we read the context, then we know this is not what Paul meant, right? This is not what God is trying to say, right? Right, we read the context, then we know that Paul was suffering for Christ. And in obeying the Lord and serving Him, then he could do all things in God's will, right? And, and because Christ strengtheneth him, right? It's not that Paul is saying, I can become a super tent maker, right? Or a super lawyer or a super something, right? It is not about that. It is about him trying to, him saying, Right, that he can suffer all things for Christ. Right, so when we take things out of context and we 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 apply it wrongly, right, and we memorize it and even remember it wrongly, then then we can become strange Christians. Right, we can have very strange doctrines. Right, so so we must understand the context. Right, so and that's where we were saying earlier. I was saying also, right, when we use when we do topic sentence practical value. That help us to make sure that we understand, keep it in context, right? And we are always quite, quite uh, um, specific, right? To try and help us understand that we make sure that we understand it in the right context, right? So, none of us like to be misquoted, right? You say something and then someone else use it, twist it and say, no, you said this is what you meant, right? You get very un unhappy. You are upset when someone quotes you wrongly, right? Says you said something when... You, that's not what you meant, right? So, so God also won't be happy, right? So I'm sure he won't be happy when his word is being misquoted and used wrongly, right? Okay, so, so make sure we understand the context, make sure we learn it properly, then we can apply it properly. Okay, we'll quickly go through the next portion, and which is on the Ten Commandments, okay? So on the next page, we have the Ten Commandments, right? So, so part of knowing God's Word, we must know the Ten Commandments, right? So the Ten Commandments is quite, is, is obviously, right, um, an important part of our, our, our lives, right? So, okay, before we look at that, let's turn to Matthew chapter 22. Right, Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verses 36, right? Verse 36 to 40, right? Okay, let's, let's read together, verse 36 to 40, right? Reading, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love 
the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Right, so we see here, right, um, Jesus saying that, that we should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and, and also then secondly, to love thy neighbour as, as ourselves. Right? And on these two commandments are all the law and the, hang all the law and the prophets. Right? So, so we see here that we can divide the Ten Commandments into these two. Right? The Ten Commandments are, are what Christ is referring to. Right? And the first one, love thy, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy mind. That's referring to Commandments 1 to 5, right? 1 to 5, and then to love thy neighbour as thyself is referring to Commandments 6 to 10, right? So, so we see even here, right, in the New Testament, Christ is saying that, that the Ten Commandments are still, still apply in our lives, right? Okay, so before we look at the Ten Commandments briefly, for the Israelites, what were the three kinds of laws? Right. What were the three kinds of laws? Can you all remember? What are the three kinds of laws? Jeremy? Moral, moral law? Civil, yeah. civil and ceremonial law. Right? So the moral law, the ceremonial law, and the civil law. Right? Which one still applies to us today? Yeah. Moral law. Right? The moral law still applies to us. Right? Right? The moral law is the eternal law. Right? The ceremonial law where there are sacrificial sacrifices, their religious ceremonies, and the civil law were for the Israelites, right? For the country of Israel. But today the moral law still applies to us, right? And we must we must understand and in part of studying God's word we must remember also what these Ten Commandments are. Alright, so maybe we quickly go through what are the Ten Commandments. Alright? Commandment number one. Shane. Thou shalt have no other gods. Alright. Uh, Justin, number two. Yep. Yep. Thou shalt not make or bow down. Okay. Number three. Uh, Mabel. Yep, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Uh, number four, Nancy. Mm, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, uh, Phoebe. What's number five? Cannot hear. <laughs> yep, good. At least you know that one. <laughs> Okay, number six, Vincent. Number seven, Alan. No, huh? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Alright. Number eight, Sujin. Thou shalt not steal. Number nine, Shining. Uh, and number 10, Hazel. 
notion of covenant. Yeah, so those are the ten, right? Those are the ten, ten, ten commandments, right? And, and we must know them, right? We must know them in our hearts, right? So that when we, when we are faced with circumstances, right? And we know, then we know how to please God, right? And these ten commandments we did cover earlier, right? In one of the chapters on sin, right? And that is how the ten commandments has, works both ways, right? It works to convict a sinner of his sins, right? To tell them where, they, where an unbeliever has, has sinned, right? And then to bring them to repentance. But at the same, and at the same time, after believing, then the Ten Commandments also act as a, as a guide for us, right? As a guide in our lives. How, how, to, not, how to please God, right? And to please God is, is to obey the Ten Commandments, right? Not that obeying the Ten Commandments saves us, but obeying the Ten Commandments guides us, right? Guides us on how to please God. And as we go through each commandment, right, then we, every time we learn it, every time we see it, right, we, we go another step higher, we go another uh, level more, right? Like keeping the Sabbath holy. When we first hear it, we think, oh, maybe it's just it's coming to church on Sunday, right? Coming to worship God. Then as we learn it more, it's the Sabbath day, right? Then you keep the day holy, right? You, you, you spend the day, right? In, in whatever you do, right? You don't, not just don't work, not just come to worship, but you keep it holy. You, you, you reserve it for the Lord, right? And each step of the way, each commandment, every time we learn, we, we study more, then we grow in it, right? We grow one more step on each, right? So, so the Ten Commandments is something we must know very well in our lives, right? So I think also Pastor will probably go through next week how to remember the Ten Commandments, right? I think then we'll go through that. I'll leave that, I think, for next week for Pastor to go through that. Right. So, so, right, so I think to, to, to summarize it, right? So we've seen how to, we've seen in, in 2 Timothy, right, that we must study His Word. We must make sure we are, for the reason of being approved unto Unto God, right? We don't need to be ashamed, right? And we, we must work, work hard, right? Work hard to study God's Word, right? And it must change our lives, right? If it doesn't change our lives, then it's all just head knowledge. It's all just things so that we can answer pastor's question, right? Uh, it's not that, right? It's not so that we can answer him. It's so that we, in our lives, we will change and we will please God more, right? So, okay, we'll, we'll end here and we'll get ready for worship service, right? Okay, let us pray.